From the capital city, I'm Jordan Lewis. Yesterday marked the start of the 74th gold medal basketball tournament in Juneau. As usual, the tournament is being held at Juneau Douglas High School. It's the Juneau Lions Club's biggest fundraiser. Cheers were heard throughout the gym for the popular tournament that's been on a three-year hiatus. It started with a C-bracket game, Cluck won against Yak, Cluck won 180-76. Then B-bracket cake versus Juno, Juno won 86-67. After that was the first Masters game of the tournament, Angoon versus the James Gang of Juno, Juno won again 65-47. Another B-bracket game with Matt LaCatla versus Huna followed that, and Matt LaCatla won 75-70. A break was taken, and in the evening was the second Masters game with Huna facing off against Cake. Huna won 82-23. At 6 p.m. was a B-Bracket Angoon versus Heidelberg, 76-74, with Heidelberg taking the win. C-Bracket Angoon versus Huna, 54-79, with Huna taking the win. And the last game for Sunday was the B-Bracket Haynes Merchants versus Yakutat, with Haynes taking the win 85-64. While games officially started on Sunday, opening ceremonies will begin today. KINY is broadcasting the tournament live with play-by-plays. Coming up at 1 p.m. is Game 11. That's going to be Cake versus Yakutat. Game 12 is Juno versus Matt LaCatla at 2.30. Game 13 is Huna versus Cluckwon at 4.30. Game 14 is Huna versus Philcom at 6 p.m. Game 15 is Heidelberg versus Haynes at 7.30. And Game 16 is Huna versus Prince of Wales at 9 p.m. On Sunday, around midnight, Sitka Police Department received a report of an armed robbery that occurred at Ernie's Old Time Saloon. 19-year-old John Brand Horner Raphael and a 17-year-old juvenile entered Ernie's Saloon and demanded money from the establishment. Bar patrons attempted to stop the individuals from leaving the scene, and it was reported Horner Raphael brandished a firearm pointing the gun at the patrons before fleeing. The juvenile was apprehended and taken into custody. Horner Raphael was looked for yesterday afternoon, considered armed and dangerous. He was eventually taken into custody that same day. All factual allegations contained in this release are based on preliminary investigation and are subject to change. Treadwell Arena was home to the 12UA State Tournament this weekend. Jamie Troxell is the team manager for Juno 12U. She gave the rundown how the Juno Capitals hockey team played. They battled Fairbanks the day one, and we beat Fairbanks 3-0, to which was a, a huge win, a big booster for them. And then we played a really hard Anchorage team, Aha Bowman, and we were a little scared about about that, but we came out on top. We won that, and they just they kept the momentum going, and we got a chance to battle Fairbanks once again, the same team, the Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies just had us today. You know, it was a really exciting game. It was two on two into the third, and so we had to go into overtime, and it was a whoever shot first wins, and we had some really close calls, and unfortunately, Fairbanks just shot it in before us. Troxel gave a shout-out to two players in particular. Our goalie, Dylan Miller, did an amazing job protecting his net. He had a lot of really good saves. So I want to give a shout-out to Riker Nelson. Also, he just really stood out to me as being a really strong leader for our team, staying positive, giving handshakes to the refs, lifting his teammates up if they're feeling a little bit down. I feel like he really stood up as team captain. Every weekend, the Juno Capitals split their team into two and play each other, unlike the Up North teams who have more practice competing. On Sunday, the Grizzlies of Fairbanks went up against the Mustangs of Eagle River. The Mustangs experienced the same thing the Juno Capitals did with the Grizzlies. They tied at the end of the third and went into overtime, with whoever getting the puck and a goal first winning. Number six, Drake Jones of the Grizzlies finally made the winning shot. 
Earlier today, the state championships were held at Treadwell Arena between Hockey Club Fairbanks and the Grizzlies. For a lot of people participating in the tournament, it's their first time in Juneau. Troxel says hosting the tournament here helps boost Juneau's revenue and just gets the energy going at Treadwell Arena again after the pandemic. She adds that it is also saves the Juno hockey team money since they are usually the low ones traveling. Speaking of which, yesterday the Juno 10UA team won the state championship. Troxel encourages people at any age to join Juno's hockey team by going to jdiahockey.net. Coming up next on News of the North, the DEC has put out a recall on strawberries. We'll have some more information about that. And the possibility of former President Trump facing criminal charges has sparked an increase in threats and violent rhetoric. More next on News of the North. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. The DEC's Food Safety and Sanitation Program has confirmed the Alaska distribution of a recently recalled product. California Splendor Inc. is recalling certain lots of four-pound bags of Kirkland Signature frozen organic strawberries due to an outbreak of hepatitis A illness. Although hepatitis A has not been detected on these products out of an abundance of caution, consumers should not can be consuming the food and return to their local Costco store for a refund. Illness generally occurs within 15 to 50 days of exposure. It includes fatigue, abdominal pain, jaundice, abnormal liver tests, dark urine, and pale stool. In rare cases, particularly consumers who have a pre-existing severe illness or are immune compromised, hepatitis A infection can progress to liver failure. Hepatitis can prevent illness if given within two weeks of exposure to contaminated food. Persons who may have consumed affected products should consult with a healthcare professional or local health department to determine if a vaccination is appropriate. And consumers with symptoms of hepatitis A should contact their healthcare professionals or the local health department immediately. City Manager Rory Watt came onto Action Line last Friday to talk about the CBJ property assessments. Well, so so there, you know, anytime we uh, talk about uh, property values and property tax, it's a complicated issue. Um, the the amount of property tax that people pay is their assessed value times the rate. Um, so the assessed values are up, I think, something like 13% on average. Um, and that is, that's just the mathematics of people being willing to pay more money uh, to buy properties. Um, so, you know, people may look at their valuations and think, oh, my, my house can't possibly be worth that much. Um, check in with what's been happening in your neighborhood. Watt also spoke on how to appeal your property assessment as well as what the assessment means for taxation. We've got an appeal process, and that's that's totally fine. Um, if you th- if you think we're off, um, then follow that process. That that's what it's for, and make your case. Um, the assembly will circle back around to the mill rate, so the rate of taxation during the budget process, and they're keenly aware. Uh, that nobody wants to pay more property taxes than necessary. I think we all agree on that. That's a that's a shared value. So, I, given that the uh, what the full and true value uh, of property in the borough has gone up, uh, we should expect that we'll come out of the budget process with a lower tax rate or a lower mill levy. You can listen to the full interview on our website, knyradio.com. Alaska legislators are considering a bill that would sell for how electric bikes may be used in the state. Despite e-bikes becoming more popular in Alaska, legislators have struggled to define what constitutes an electric bike. House Bill 8 seeks to change that by adding a clear legal definition for what an e-bike is and is not. The bill would also set new rules for electric-assisted bicycles, rules that are the same for non-electric-assisted bicycles. These rules would include following posted speed limit signs and traffic signals. 
Municipal ordinances would still be able to regulate e-bikes as they see fit should the legislation pass. So if one municipality wanted to restrict Class 3 e-bikes or place additional regulation onto them, the municipalities would be able to do so. The Senate is also considering its own bill regarding rules on electric bikes, the Senate Bill Number 62. And the possibility of former President Trump facing criminal charges has sparked an increase in threats and violent rhetoric. ABC's Aaron Katarski has more. An intelligence bulletin obtained by ABC News said a possible indictment of former President Trump has the potential to manifest violence toward government targets or political officials. Trump's social media post over the weekend that said without evidence he would be arrested Tuesday prompted a significant increase in threats and general violent rhetoric from domestic violent extremists online. The bulletin said it's the biggest uptick in such rhetoric since August when the FBI carried out a search of Trump's home in Florida. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Never miss a story or a newscast at knyradio.com. Now you're up to date. I'm Jordan Lewis for News of the North.